whether it's a guard pass or a submission, there are different windows of opportunity. And the same thing applies to skill acquisition and, you know, yeah. being a creepy old man in the woods. <laughs> Okay, guys, we are back. The Splendid Torch Podcast. I got the old man, Coach Pete. What's up, dude? How are you, sir? I'm doing very, very well. I got a little bit of new ink. Yes, you did. It looks really good, Which, too. Dude, I j we got to get this out there because every time I put up a new tattoo picture, everybody's like, man, you're, you're getting a lot of tattoos. It's going to be a complete sleeve. Yes. All right? Spoiler alert. Like, very <laughs> soon, there's not going to be... Any skin. You will not see that pink pigmented skin very Which long. is weird because if you go in for like a Japanese sleeve, yes. people will be like, oh, you got a tattoo. And it's like shoulder to wrist. Yes. But I'm, you know, I'm doing the uh, traditional American approach. You're doing so. the collage. Yeah. So which you, you know, is you very chip away. good because uh, Jared, Julia's uh, man friend, AKA boyfriend, he had uh, the same idea. Yeah. He has a bunch of different ones and then it's all tied together with different. You know ways they did it, which what, looks he did good. like the traditional American. No, he's just got all sorts of stuff. Right. I couldn't really tell you, but he's just got a bunch of stuff, and a lot of it's you know uh, music man, themes, man, bond, the, yoga, <laughs> big beards, uh, uh, you know wheat, stuff like wheatgrass. Wheat no, that's Julia. Julia's the wheatgrass and yoga. I person. thought he was a, he's not a crunchy granola kind of guy. No, no, no. That's he's not got a man bun though. No, no, he's oh, got his hair right. short. He's right. got a short. He's just got the big burly beard, and there's a reason for that. Shout out to Jared. Well, he's uh, got no chin. He's, uh, he's not got, chinless. He doesn't he? have a large chin. Oh, no, he can have some of mine. Look. Yes, you got the chin. It's like a handle. Yeah. Got to love that I got to tell chin. you, man, when I was when I was uh, coming of age, I was like, not like uh, embarrassed or so. I was a little self-conscious about my profile. Yeah. You know, the fr you think you look a certain way. Yes. You know, you grow up looking in the mirror. And especially when we were younger, well, when you were younger, they didn't even have cameras yet. Or mirrors. Yeah. We had to look in a pond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but we don't, I didn't grow up like taking selfies and we didn't have any yeah. of that stuff. So I remember first time I would see myself from like a side profile and picture, I'd be like, who the hell is that? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, I am of chin. <laughs> you know, but you get a little bit older and you realize it's a, it's a sign of strength. like Uncle Sam. Masculinity. You know, what's funny is I, I can remember... We were nothing's worth what I'm saying is and look, I, I don't you need realize to your faults. Well, I don't <laughs> you, you know <laughs> you have certain things. Like this nose. I was gifted with a with a beak. My grandfather had a large nose. Then it got broken a few hundred times and it got even bigger. It just swells up. It's yeah. packed full of gauze and stuff. But I going back to the selfie thing, I can remember we were like, you know, you're hanging out with your buddies, a big party. Everybody's, oh, let's do a picture, and everybody holds the picture. Up. You got the camera out, like, uh, let's, and yeah. then it's just a and bunch you have of no people. idea. If it, you have no idea. You just all of a sudden you got a bunch of foreheads and hairlines, and that's yeah. about it. Oh, you remember that? Nah, I, really. I still have like four or five uh, Kodak dispensable, the, uh, yeah. disposable ones that I never. I have got a bag in my basement. Like I have. I think they uh, go bad after like three years. I'm pretty sure they do. Like I went to Ireland in high school. I didn't get any of that developed, which is good. That probably. That'd be better. I have left some pictures from when we were in Scotland. Uh, I have a bunch of pictures uh, from when I was in the military, and uh, you know, a lot of it is some of it's when we were like on field exercise or we're doing training and stuff like that. But then a lot of it was like, especially when we were in Scotland, we were out walking around uh, Aberdeen or Glasgow or yeah. Edinburgh and stuff. Me and my buddies, we still talk about it. We still joke about it online because they'll post it. Like, there's a picture of me. I have to find it. You'll love this. I, you know, I got my uh, my docks on. I got my oxblood docks on. I got my my jeans. My jeans are pinned a little bit. 
I got my leather jacket. My hair's all. You wouldn't believe I was in the military. Oh, you were like Scotland. Punk? I was. I was straight. Here's a good one for you. I was straight punk, but here's the deal. So my buddy, one, then I'm hanging around with all these guys that are, you know, wearing cowboy boots and stuff. So my one buddy's wearing his cowboy hat as we're walking around Edinburgh or Aberdeen, um, and we're walking through this underground mall, and we were going because I wanted to go buy another pair of Docs because I only had ten. I needed another pair, and uh, they had one of those little mechanical horses. So I grabbed my buddy Jeff's hat. And I put it on, I get on, I'm like doing the race thing. But they got a picture of it, and it's pretty funny. Nice. But uh, I forget the hell what I was just going to say. Oh, so we go into a bar in uh, Montrose, which is just outside of where we were. And in Scotland, they close the doors at 10. Once you're in, you're in. If you leave, you can't come back in. It's just the way they do it. It's a weird thing. Like across the country? Uh, I don't know if it's across the country, but I know in certain areas I think it's that way. So we go into this bar. And again, my hair is spiked up. I had, you know, 20 earrings. I had a nose ring at different points. I was, you Did know. You? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was straight, you know, I've always been a punk and it was just, that's just the way it was. So I go into this bar and I'm going to buy a pint. And I go up to the bar and these three Scots come up to me. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, <laughs> California, man. He's like, oh, we thought you were from England. We were going to stomp you right oh, here in the boy. bar and then drag you outside and beat the shit out oh, of you. Oh, very nice. Yes, but here's the deal. Scots are the greatest people on earth. We sat around with these three guys. There was like eight of us all together buying drinks for each other all night long. Yeah. It was awesome. Dude, I, I would love to go to Scotland. I would go back. I would live there. That's how much I love. You spend it. any time like in the countryside? Yeah. It's unreal, right? Well, we were in Edsel was, you know, it's nowhere. It's a, it's a former uh, Royal Air Force base. Uh, they had the bull ring for the uh, crypto stuff, and that's all it was really. It was a, it's a it transformed Air Force base that turned into a spook site, you know, for all the crypto, all the uh, uh, top secret stuff. And uh, I'd sit at in my desk. I look out the window. There's mountains of snow on top in the middle of May and June. It was gorgeous. Oh, wow. It was absolutely. It was amazing. And How long it, were you there? Uh, it was there seven months. Loved it. Absolutely was it, loved was it. Was it the fastest seven months of your life? It was It was pretty damn fast. Well, during the summer, you got to remember, you only get three hours a night. <laughs> <laughs> the sun goes down at 1130 and it comes up at like uh, 330 in the morning right. or whatever it is. And it, so it's it's a lot of sun because you, you don't realize how far north you are. We were in a northern part of Scotland. Aberdeen's yeah. up north. And we were... I mean, uh, it's parallel with, you know, what? Not northern Canada, but... Yeah, it's up there, man. It's up there. We're on a parallel with like England. Yes, yeah. You know, and Scotland's north. It's of very north, but it, 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 not you know not to go on too much. But it was. But that dude, that amazing. has that affects your experience. Yes, it really does. And we had a group of us. There was twenty eight of us. It was a small detail that was there. And from the time we landed till the time we left, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Small tight group. Very. We're still very good friends to this day. Uh, obviously through Facebook, we groups of like I've met a couple of them. Oh, I'm knocking shit around. Uh, we've met each other offline. We've got you know when I went back to California, I hooked up with a bunch of them. Uh, I've seen a couple of them stop by my house when they were in the area and stuff. You know, still very tight knit group. You know, and that's yeah. one of the things that we talk about here. It's the same same. Well, philosophy. I want to ask you, man. Do you think you just have a propensity towards, um, like that camaraderie? Do you think that's just in you? I think, I think it's one of those. You you could not be categorized as a loner. No, 
I'm not. And Although I'm sure I do I, prefer no, alone time. <laughs> well, I mean, we all need yeah. it. We all need it. But some people just, you know, you're you're a social butterfly, yes. so to speak. I do well in groups. Yeah, and you. The cool thing is, though, people like you play a very big role in in like being the glue in groups. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's that's like a learned behavior in some respects. So, I would say like if you get a dozen guys just kind of milling about. And none of them have what you have, like that little like social spark. Yeah, they'll just kind of mill about. Yeah, you know, there's nothing like that's gonna light that spark. You're a bunch of sheep on the side of the hill waiting yeah. for the dog to corral you. Yeah, right. Like yeah. just kind of like milling, like you invented waiting in line. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's important, man. Yeah. And uh, that's evident here. You know, you play that that big role, and we we point that out all the time. Yeah. How the camaraderie it it kind of gets amplified. By guys like you, yeah, and we've got a bunch of any kind of there's, large group. Yeah, there's you're going to have multiple people doing that job. You can't have just one person. No, but I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that you're like tightening with those guys, and I'm sure you're tightening with your group from high school. Yeah, you probably still know guys from like elementary school. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, that's how you are. Yeah, it's you just know? the way it is. But man, that that kind of stuff is you can learn that. That's kind of. It rubs off on people. Yeah, it's I've powerful. had I've had other people say to me, and people from other places say, "Man, I kind of see how you are." Like when if we were at a competition, how we gather around and how even you know just whatever it is, and even like after fight to win, people were like, "Wow, I can't believe how many people came out this." You know, all these people were wearing the shirts, and a bunch of them don't even train with us. Yeah. They were, you know, yeah. I'm like, dude, it's that's it's such a, a valuable lesson, man. Because I one of the things that I'm learning the older I get is, and it, it's something that you kind of always understand like inherently is the value of like reciprocity. You know how you can't just take, take, take from the relationships yeah. in your life. Like you have to make deposits into those accounts. And you know, when you're an instructor, especially when you're a school owner, really like the one of the biggest aspects of that is, is you're always giving, giving, giving. Mm -hmm. And what I realize is, and I learned this at Ricardo's, like I had a lot of people support me. Like when I fought, yeah. like we would have kids would come to resorts, yeah. probably shouldn't have been there. <laughs> you know, there's like a brawl in the in the uh, out in the stands. But when you just give, 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 there's you're making investments in that that interpersonal bank account, and people are just so willing to give back. Yeah, you know, and that's what you see. Yeah, it's, and you, it's um, and it's one of the, I know myself. I don't, I don't have a you know like I'm gonna go in today and I'm gonna do it's not like that. Like you said, I kind of do it naturally. You know, I come why, in. Why don't you close that door? Yeah, it's starting to get noisy. Don't want to listen to these guys yapping about Mikey Moose and Mikey. <laughs> it's not contrived. You know, it's just a flow. You well, go it, with can't the flow. it, it can't, can't be. It can't be. Because then people know that and they'll weed it out. You know, and they'll go. Look, you're better off not. Okay. You're better off not making deposits into that quote unquote interpersonal account than to fake it. Exactly. You, you know? can't fake it. It's one of those things where you cannot fake it till you make it. Look, there's a lot of ways to do that, though. There's a lot of ways to give. Because I'm thinking of a guy like like si the Silent Assassin. Yeah. Like, he's not going to walk off. How are you doing? Like, how's your wife? Is yeah. everything good at work? If he came up and said that, I'd be like, dude, are you are you terminally ill? <laughs> what, like, it's, so I'll just hug him. I'd get very worried about him. Yeah. Or I'd be like, dude, is, is something wrong with me? What happened? What happened? What'd I do? What did you hear? Yeah. Uh, but he gives in other ways. Yeah. He, you know what? He, he gives in the way that he's reliable and he's stoic and he's considerate, even if he doesn't talk much about it. Yeah. There, there are a lot of ways to do it, but it's just so obvious the way that you do it. And I remember 
the first couple times we went to tournaments together, like we went to a Naga, I'm like, yeah. what the F is this guy doing? Those are, that's the enemy. What are you doing? But uh, in the long run, it I just see how much it's giving you back. Yeah. And I like it, man. I like how much it's like the, I guess the culture of jujitsu has changed. I do like all that, how overly friendly people are becoming to a certain extent. Yeah. We've talked about it. I don't know if we ever talked about it on record, and I'm not ashamed of this. I like cross-training. We did talk about this a yeah. little bit. I we like cross-training. Like, we've got a couple guys from other schools right yes. now. Um, that's a very – that's a, a, a pretty unique dynamic they have, though. Like, Julian coming over and yeah. training with a battle. It's not like Julian, who train, who teaches at another school now, it's not like he's coming to take my advanced class, mm-hmm. which he, I think he'd be welcome to. Oh, yeah. We have a very, like – uh, we have a good relationship with Julian. He's a great guy. But I, I'm going to be honest, man. Let's talk a little bit of jujitsu politics right now. Okay. If someone were to open next door to my teacher, for example, like somebody opens up in, in Robbinsville next to Ricardo, mm-hmm. they can't come train with me. No. Right? Yes. Um, it's funny you're I talking about this. I wouldn't go so – well, it kind of pops well, up Well, I was going to tell you why. I wouldn't go so far as to say I wouldn't be friendly with those people. Sure. Like, I'll be friendly, but, man, I can't – I'm not going to help you grow like, your school. not open to you. Yeah, you can't train here. It's no hard feelings. It's just, you know, now it's you're messing with, like, my teacher. And and let's get down to even, like, the bottom layer of it, like his livelihood and his legacy. Yes. Um, There's a caveat there. There's a very important caveat that I do have that, that, that deep-seated belief that uh, – Every single town in America can can support and sustain a jujitsu school, so there is like a geographic uh, element to that. Yeah, we had a discussion yesterday. One of the guys, um, where we were talking about somebody that was uh, leaving the school. Yeah, uh, leaving to leaving one the school that this person was at, and they were going for whatever reason, but they were like, and it's not far from the existing school. And they're kind of hinting about, hey, maybe I want to come back. No. You're no. speaking very cryptically. Right? I am. Wait. For so very many left, reasons. They left us? No. They left a different school? Yes. And want to come here? No. They left a different school? I am school. speaking really <laughs> cryptic trying. here. I'm trying to be as Hold vague on, as let possible. Let me get out the, the board. All okay. Right, we got that map. Let's put a pin here. <laughs> a pin here. All right. He, yes. They left this school. They were leaving. School A. Let's assign fake names to these okay. schools. Okay. We'll call one the mothership. All right, Mothership BJJ. Yes. They left Mothership they BJJ. They left the Mothership or was looking to leave the Mothership. Yeah. But was expecting to still be able to come back. To Mothership. To Mothership or the children'ship of the Mothership oh, and be able right. to train. With They wanted to leave Mothership and still have the benefit of training within yes. the fleet. Yes. Mothership's fleet. Yes. But they were leaving Mothership to go to the Klingons. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a, that's as vague. I mean, we're really All right. Tough. Well, here here's something you know you what to, I'm saying. Yeah, we're we're getting to the bottom of this, dude. So wait, I gotta ask. Here's what I basically my point of view from it. Wait, we gotta know something. Uh, There's still more to know. Okay. The reason to leave mothership for the Klingons is it because of like a a transition ge- geographically? Like, did this person move? Did they get a new job? No. They just didn't like the mothership anymore. It's pretty much. It's okay. Kind of way it sounds. Or or the Klingons just had better weaponry. Didn't have better weaponry. All right. Was leaving for uh, their own purposes that they believed. Okay. Like religious stuff? <laughs> <laughs> they had a better 
<laughs> they had a better leader that they got taken to. I okay. Guess. Right. In their mind. All right. Which is, um, I think it was. Uh, Just to be clear, we're not mothership and we're not the Klingons. Exactly. All right. Exactly. But the idea is in that situation, somebody's going to want to, oh, well, you know, be, think that they could come back and train with you. Yeah. It's not like we had somebody that left here, but for obvious geographical reasons, they had to, and their child, they had to go to the mothership. Yeah. You know, right. that should give a little So somebody hit. had to break it down to this traveler that you can't. Yeah. Do. I mean, this is a different See, situation. A, even and that, we're talking Slocum on that one. He couldn't keep coming down here. <laughs> yeah, right. He's spending too much time away from his kid. And and we yeah. understand that, but he still kept it in the family. Uh, I thought you were saying that Slocum's not welcome back here. No, no, he is always because yeah, he's up at, he's up at Ricardo. Yeah. But even he just if got he, his brown belt too. Shout know, out to James that. Slocum. Yeah, Congratulations, congrats, brother. He, um, dude, here's the thing about the mothership and the Klingons and, and you know, uh, the enterprise, um, it's still very nuanced. So an example would be, even if somebody were to leave me here, and I say every other episode, I try to kick battle out. Yeah. Because I don't want to be his glass ceiling. He's yeah. so talented. Man. Yes. He's so talented. I love him to death. He figured out a way to, to continue to like raise to his grow, own yeah. personal bar. Which, dude, we do. A, we help him in a lot of ways. Yes. We're, I say this, like, we're not bums. Like, no. we're all pretty good. Yeah. He just happens to be that freak. And it's hard to be a freak amongst normal people yeah. and still excel. He's found the way to find like the handful of other freaks in the area, and they guys, these guys all ha kind of have this beautiful uh, gentleman's yeah. agreement of let's meet up and we'll just train and everything is good in the hood. I love that they're doing that. It's cool because it's kind of decentralizing jujitsu um, royalty, mm -hmm. where. Somebody like, I, I think, like Christian Woodmans, he left New Jersey to go to Atos, right? Which, you know, I don't blame him. Yeah, he left. Again, Reagan went I, to go to Atos. I saw his mother. <laughs> yeah. I saw his mother, and Dude, I was talking to her. How about you turn off that stupid uh, yeah. ESPN alert? That's emails and stuff. Too. But another one is JT Torres. He yes. left New Jersey. Yes. And, and Well, he went down to uh, Lloyd Irvin. He was down at Lloyd oh, Irvin. Oh, yeah, how'd that work out? Uh, well, him and Keenan end up at Atos. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. hmm. If you guys, you guys can Google, you guys all have Google that one. Google what happened there. But um, there. But the point being, once upon a time, if you had this skill like like a JT Torres, like you had to pick up and go. Yeah. Um, man, it's changing. It's yes. changing, and a lot of that is maybe the dissemination of information through these awesome instructionals, YouTube, everybody, there's a card every weekend. Yeah. So we're, we're streaming sub only events. You're seeing guys like Mikey Musameshi is doing this brand new, like Mantis guard to K guard entry. And you Wait, don't, that was a sick heel hook. Too. It was sick, dude. You don't have to travel anymore to get your hands on this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And these young guys like battle, they're realizing that and they're, they're finding other guys and forming their own little tribe within the tribe. And uh, it, it's almost like the um, like the Navajo having an agreement with like the Seneca, mm -hmm. you know, to to yeah. suspend all like war. We're not gonna fight over each other. We're just gonna get trying to get, get better, better together, so we can defend against you know the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah the us, bigger the Europeans. Us. Yeah, the white trash. Dude, they should have they should have done that. Yes, I agree. Um, anyway, that we can agree on. Yeah, manifest <laughs> destiny is in another <laughs> podcast. Um, but anyway. That's kind of where we're at, but but my point being with that, getting back to the mother mothership, the Klingons, the starship yeah. enter, enterprise, and all the <laughs> other craziness, is um, if Battle were to leave me and even go down the street to, I'm trying to think of a like a competition heavy school, American. that's pretty local. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he leaves. <laughs> Uh, if that happens, he's not welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> uh, oh, that was funny. But let's say it, it was better for him, more beneficial if yeah. him to go to balance, which I respect the hell out of those guys. I don't think that's the case. Um, but they have a really good open door policy too. You know yeah. what I, you notice? Guys who and girls who own, like the owners, who own enough of themselves and are, are confident in their uh, – staying power and what they offer they don't really fight the the movement as much i think but anyway if battle were to leave on that term that like look man i want to be the best in the world and and i need to be around other crazy competitors and i need to be in in just a competitive environment on a day-to-day basis i'd be like no problem man and he'd be more than welcome to come back and take intermediate class with the white belts and you know jump in with like you know the the kids he'd always be welcome yes um, but if it was something along the lines of like ideological, like just I'm going down the street because you know I'm I'm, I'm done with you because you're losing your hair and I don't yeah. like looking at you anymore. <laughs> I'd be like I'd be heartbroken. I'd be like I'll get plugs. I'll get a I'll wear a toupee. <laughs> nah, I'd be like adios, dude. Yeah. Um, and then the other is I'll tell you this. I'll put it this way. I'm way more defensive of my instructor mm-hmm. uh, and like his geography his location than i am of ours yeah you know and a big part of that is the day we opened you could already throw a baseball in every direction and hit a jujitsu school so it's not really a a new occurrence for us Mm -hmm. it's true and there's also two ways to leave there's one where you throw throw them the flag the middle finger say i'm done with you and then there's Hey, I got to go on my journey. And I'll There's be back three soon. ways. There's three ways. I'll add one more. Okay. It's the amicable. Like you're saying, hey, yeah. I got to, I want to grow. I got to find my path. And it could be like, man, like I, I want to find more of like, uh, I want to openly smoke weed and wear um, spats <laughs> and play rubber guards. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, yeah. that sounds like I'm saying 10th planet. Yeah. It means anybody. Yes. That's not our environment. I, hey, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Adios. Like, I, I love you. I'll see I you on the other side. That's pretty amicable too, even though it's somewhat ideological. Exactly. And then there's like the like you said, the yeah. F you and adios. But the third one is the fake amicable, which is really the F you behind the back. That's the worst way yeah. to do it. Man. It's like they, they say goodbye like this. Hey. <laughs> you know? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad the listeners can't see what that's I That's where that that's where you wish there was the uh the comic book bubble that would pop up with the right. little dots and go, Hey, have a good day. Get hit by a bus on your way leaving. Yeah. You know, that type of philosophy. And that's, you know, you would never want that, especially for battle. And, and I don't think no, he's that look, kind of guy. Look, and, and I don't think he's got a, I don't think he needs, we already addressed that. I don't yeah. think he has to leave. I don't think he wants to. I think he sees growth. And yeah, future. and dude, this doesn't have to be the, the John Battle podcast. It sounds like we're talking about him a lot, but maybe yeah. it's because. He's such a high level guy man, that you could see coming, where he he's would coming want, into his own. He, you could see where John would say, look, uh, I'm going to Puerto Rico. You know, I'm going to go down. I'm going to find. And what Donahue. would we do if if he was going for three months to Puerto Rico? Send me a postcard. Dude, keep you know us what? Updated I'd probably still pay. His, I'd still pay his salary. Yeah, he's, and you could see that because one, man, God bless you, man. I want the best for you. You want the best for him. You want the best for every one of us. Well, well, not me, but the other guys. Yeah, but you want the best for everybody, and that's important. Yeah, and, and that's and that's a trust that John here, has. What, John has, and John and Juliana, we should say, have that because they have that yeah. in you because they know 
you know, you took them under your wing. Well, I got their back. But, exactly. But that's, again, we're going back to that word, uh, like, reciprocate. It's got to be reciprocal. So so with battle, man, it's got to start somewhere, though. Somebody's got to, like, put the first, like, handout for the mm-hmm. handshake. So battle came to us with Juliana. I think it was just a package deal because uh, Juliana was comfortable training. I could, and we asked we should, her to leave him home. Dude, I don't. Even, let's not even talk about this. We could get both of them on. That would be great. And I would love to hear. I think that would be good. It would be really good. But before we leave the idea of battle, I just want to point out, one of the reasons he keeps coming up is, first off, his jiu-jitsu is on a different level. It's, yes. it's, it's in the stratosphere right now, and I'm so proud of him. And it's not just because he's so... Person like uh, naturally talented. It's you see, you see these hours and hours of drilling time he puts in. Like that is what we always talked about. Remember, back in the day, like when he was a brown belt, we'd be like, man, he's got all these tools. It's I wish he was a little more serious in his professional approach. Yes, we still can't get him to do a push up. God, I wish he'd do push pull ups at least. I know, dude. Maybe one day, but uh, he's getting stronger just from all the physicality. But. Let's go a step further. When he first was teaching, and you know he would do random open mats, and like all the nogi uh, acolytes would start following him. He did have like a little team of like the younger guys who looked up to him and yeah. chased him around like little goslings. <laughs> and uh, it's cha- it's changing. There, there's still that, but it's not like the nogi aficionados are are, are like you know um, swarming him anymore. Yeah. It's everybody. A bunch of the kids, a bunch of the teens, the adults, the white belts, and oh, that's yeah. telling me that they they're all getting something out of their, their relationship with him. That he's he's, he's found how to give more of himself, how to serve more, how to make deposits into those uh, interpersonal bank accounts. That's evidence. Yes, because it's dude. There hasn't been a, a competition really for the last year or whatever where battle was in it. Well, he was. Where was it? No. When did he go to uh, Texas? Is that last yeah the, the rear naked choke shoot off something like that yeah I'm not whatever I don't I want to count that but what I'm saying is it, nobody's fanboying him no it's not like he just won Abu Dhabi and everybody's fan this is from the relationships yes. he's and the way he's giving back to people that's why I keep talking about this kid he's really growing and in the same vein it's no secret what Juliana's been able to do in this very short time that we brought her on if you guys didn't know like she you know she'd be here in the mornings and. You know, she'd be like cleaning, helping like get the school ready, organizing and things like that. But we brought her on to manage the social media, help out at night, like behind the desk, like back office stuff. Hard stuff, man. Yeah. Like very easy to overlook, but very challenging things. You might not know because I don't ask any of that from you. Yeah. Which is on purpose. Like I don't want, I want you to be an instructor and an interpersonal guy. Yeah. Um, But man, she's got a few different roles right now. And... Talk about like because we're reciprocating. I and I, this is a pretty personal thing, but you know I'm an open book. I think Juliana is too. We were waiting for her to get to a position, personally, where she could grow to qualify for a position like that. Yeah, you know, like adopt enough personal responsibility and 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 uh, you know self discipline and things like that. And she did it. And then you give somebody like that a little bit of like leeway, a little bit of power, a little bit of runway, yeah. and they either crash the plane on the runway <laughs> or they friggin' take off into the clouds. She's taking off. Dude, she's taking off. Yep. Like the Concorde. And she's gonna listen to this and be like, what's a Concorde? Look it up. <laughs> I don't even think they run it anymore. No, they don't. They, right? they, what, there's they one crash? Them. Dude, you could get to Paris in like an hour and a an half. An hour and a half. It's insane. Because um, it would go like pretty much to like sub space. But uh, 
that's the idea of reciprocating. So what what happens now? Like she's shown me that she can grow and and like man, do things beyond what I even anticipated for her. So that makes me want to do more for her. Yeah. You know, and like that that's what's going on across the board in the academy right now and you can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it, dude. And that doesn't happen by accident. We talk about that a lot, but at the most basic level, people know how to reciprocate, how to give. Which, even if you're the most selfish bastard in the world, why do you think it would behoove you to to give to other people? You want to get a little more. Yeah. Even if you're a selfish bastard. Exactly. The you, more you give to the people yes. around you, the more you get back. If you just take, 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 and just no one's going to give you anything because they're going to go, I don't, I don't want to give anything to this guy because he, what's he, what's he provide me? Yeah. You know, and, and that sometimes I know you personally, I'm like, why would I want to do that? What do I get out of it? And yeah. it's not so much, uh, it feels selfish if you say that, but it's also, dude, I've given you X, Y, Z. You, dude, you're the type of guy you would never turn your back on somebody. No, no. You're saying this like hypothetically. It's a hypothetical you statement. You would never, yeah. you would never. No. Or to a fault. I would say to a fault. I am loyal to a but fault. But we love you to death for it. And one of the things I want to bring up is you give so much. Um, not only of like your time, and your energy, but of like your personality mm-hmm. and, and you care, man. Like you're, you're a shoulder and everybody knows it. Yeah, there's that. And you always go out of your way to make sure you're interacting with people, brightening up the room. And I want to say for me, like I can do that. Um, it's I don't think it's entirely natural for me. Like I'm not you. Yeah. So for me, it's thank it's God ta- for the school. <laughs> <laughs> it's taxing for me. Yeah. It's taxing. Like when I'm done teaching, like, you know, even if it's just two classes in a row and you got to think, though. What are we doing for it? What am I doing when I'm teaching the advanced kids? That's advanced, a lot of energy that's that gets a, expelled. Man, that's a performance. That's like I just did um, King Lear or whatever, <laughs> you know, Shakespeare for two hours. It's it's really a – which sounds weird to, to you guys listening if you're just a student. Not just a – you're a student. You guys yeah. – But they, the they see it. It's I got to tell you, though, it's a performance. Yeah. Like, which does not – I don't want you to misconstrue what I mean by performance. It's not – I'm acting. I'm not acting, but I'm like, I'm playing this role yes. on the like the stage of the mat. I'm giving, 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 giving. When I go home, man, I am fried. Yeah. So I can only imagine, I want to say, a guy like you, who from the time you walk in at 1030 in the morning, you make your rounds on the mat, you're doing that from the time you're like seeing another human being. Yeah. How the hell do you sustain that? Uh, that's a good question. I guess maybe, I maybe just naturally it. it's not that taxing. Yeah, maybe like it's so rewarding it's not it's, taxing. I think it's there the give and take. I get the reward. You know, so I mean look, there's people that you go, they're kinda like cold or whatever. I don't want to say cold, but they're not you know, they're not open open books. Right. We'll say. A little more introverted. A little introverted, and that's fine. And but if I you crack a smile, man, you just reduced my battery. You know? Yeah. I feel great about it. And it, some of it does come natural. And trust me, there's times when I walk in here and I got to do the, you yeah, know, put the other never, mask on. I've never, I, I get what you're saying. That's why I have a bleeding ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I internalize really well. Yeah. No, I look, man. I'm but bl- as far as you go, you got to remember, you're the lead instructor. You're the head black belt. You're the, you know, you're the, the face of the academy for this. Ugh. Yeah, no, Ugh. I didn't say a nice face. But when you go out there and you do it, 
Your role is to be center stage and put all your energy I, look, into that. I mean, no. And I, 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 I try I, not to. That's not what we I'm not saying sage on the stage. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when right. you're on the mat and you're teaching well, the level two That's kids, an important distinction very, on the mat. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm not, if I'm the one on the side and you're doing the warm-up, yeah. it's you. Yes. You're the guy. Yeah. And it, if, if, if Scatino is the one teaching, he's the guy. And that's... Yeah. You ever notice, like, I don't teach the warm-up from the front. I teach it from the from back, back of the room because it's not about me. Exactly. That's important. But I I know what you mean. Dan. I think we all – and that's one of the things that I've learned early on from you is when I do the warm-up, I never st- – I don't stand in front. I stand to the side or towards the back. Yeah, you highlight somebody. Exactly. It's not about you. And yes, guess what? That, Most yeah. of the kids do it better than us anyway. Yeah, they do. A lot of kids do it good. Yeah. They do it good. So, like, one of the things, like, uh, I, I, I would do this on, uh, like, the classes that I teach for Nogi. Uh, so, when the kids are doing their fast feet for their sprawls, uh, yesterday I had Kino do it since Ryan Terry wasn't here. Yeah. I was like, when he shoots, you guys sprawl. So, I'm like, Kino, you go. That's a good idea. So, they're idea. going fast feet, fast feet. He shoots on his own. They all sprawl. They, so, they have to react to his motion, which was, it's pretty awesome. I did, I think I did it a couple times. And, you know, obviously, the Kino and uh, Ryan, they're like, yeah, let's do this. This is cool. They, they thrive with they that. They thrive, man. They love, love it. Mo- most kids do. Most yeah. adults do. Like people, it's important that we catch people doing things right. And that's, you know, it's a big part of what we do here. Exactly. Exactly. And that's one of the, uh, Juliana and I were just talking, because she's talking about, you know, things that she was, you know, would like to do. And I said, say, get your camera. And when you see people that just, you know, just the uh, face in the crowd, and I don't mean that to be, that way well in in a negative sense more in a sense that you mean it's somebody not who's us. not obviously well not, and not the obvious the people that you usually see on the, the usual sus- like suspects exactly jackson and keno exactly. ryan terry exactly. the hiders exactly. the edward chalks aubrey we see aubrey quite a bit aubrey like and just like you know and battle yeah me brandon nobody yes. wants to see these guys anymore yeah. and but what you're saying i like what you're saying because Every single person on the mat is doing something right. They're just as important as well, everybody else. And, and by pinpointing that and showing that, it's kind of going that one. I think they kind of go, "Hey, that's look at me, wow." Well, yeah, dude. But uh, you know, what's a good example of that? That that video that Juliana took of of Chris Morris and Jean Luc. That was awesome. Really, the Raging Cajun. Yeah, it was so cool, man. Especially for me, I don't get to have Chris in my classes. You know, very, very rare, rarely can I even watch him train. Yeah. And I remember when he started. Yeah. You know, and, and then he was a, an AM guy, 6 a 6 a.m. class. And then he was a COVID guy. Like, he came in and got a gi for for he and his wife. Yep. And they I'm were so, on all the Zoom classes. Dude, I'm so proud to see what he's doing. He's getting good. And the funny thing is, that, that was a really technical exchange between, you know, a white belt and a blue belt. Um, But it wasn't Abu Dhabi. No. It was just, it was a, don't get me wrong, great technical exchange. Yes. But, man, did that did that resonate with people? Right. That video, and look, man, we don't, I'm not blind. I don't, I'm not driven by the metrics of our social media. Mm-hmm. But if you're blind to it, you're a fool because it's important to see what's resonating with your audience. Exactly. That video resonated with people. Why do you think it did? You got two guys that you don't see every day. Let's put in the content. Put them in the stage. Before you go, you, I like where you, you're already going on the right track, I think. And who knows what the right track is. But <laughs> but that video did better in terms of reach than one of that's, it's like me in battle. Yeah. Why? Why do you think it's that expected. is? Expected to like see that battle YouTube. Yeah. You know, when I see you two go, 
That's like, oh, here There's we go. There's going to be some back high level stuff. There's going to be some yeah. like smash pass. Exactly. You kind of know what you're going to get because we've seen you. We've seen you guys on the video. And I mean, all due respect, you should be. You are yeah. that good. You're both that damn good. Right. But it's not. But when you see Chris, I don't think Chris has ever been on a video before. I don't think so. Right? Jean-Luc maybe once or twice. Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc walking Cajun. in late. Yeah, wearing his Naga shorts. <laughs> but seeing those two. Which, and- hold on. You, let me just. I got to check something, dude. I think you might know what I'm going to check. I want to look at this video again real quick. I just want to make sure that this bastard. Oh, all right, Jean-Luc. Good job. He's wearing Academy shorts. He is wearing Academy He's not wearing shorts. Friggin- I was I gonna noticed. have to. Yeah, I was gonna have to take that video down. <laughs> but you know, you get two guys, great guys, of course. And so, people that don't know what's going on in a comp class, the idea is they're put center stage. Yeah, they go until the first point scored because we're training for a competition. It's simulating a, an actual match. exactly, and which is a great drill for a few reasons. First and foremost, when you 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 enjoy a certain level of anonymity when you've got eight groups going at the same time. Yes. So even if you you're doing the same rule set, like guys, first one to score wins. Yep. Nobody else is watching, so you get you're off the hook. Yeah. But when you when the twelve people who just took class with you and your teammates are, are watching. watching you, and you're you're the one standing, they're sitting. Yep. There's a lot of added pressure, which mimics competition. The other thing that I love about that drill is. You might know the statistics better. I know Glenn knows them better yeah, than I do. It's 85%. Whoever scores first wins. wins right? A, yeah. And a big part of that is, um, you know, strategic. Like, and you know, you get on top, usually you're going to be able to stay on top. And, like, you have somebody in a bad spot. But the other side of that is psychological. Mm-hmm. You know, like, things start going against you. It's your hard brain, to fight from behind. We've all, you. I don't know if you've been there, but I've been there where, like, somebody scores a point, you're like, shit, I'm going to lose this match. Yeah. And then you got to fight. Not only are you fighting another human, you got to fight that weak part of your brain. Like, really, guy? We got to have this argument right now? Exactly. This guy's trying to pass my guard. <laughs> Can we just fight? Can you just yeah. shut up? Anyway, sorry. Keep Fighting going. from behind is horrible. What's so appealing about watching that video with Chris and Jean-Luc? If you haven't seen it, go to our social media. It's on Instagram and Facebook, I think. It's awesome. It's One, it's the heat of the moment. They're fighting. They're fighting because neither one of them wants to give up the first point because yeah. they know they're done. Um and again, it's two guys that you don't see all the time. Yeah. It's the, it's kind of like, these are the guys that we have. Man, look at them. And a lot of it, I think, was from you know the majority of of his classmates. You know, Chris is still a white belt, yeah. so you got to think. There's like a hundred other white belts who know who he is. They take class together. Oh, yeah. They see that video. They're like, "Yo, yeah. my man." So you know, it had a lot of like interactions like exactly. that. And Where not to mention it, you know, the technique if, if was, pretty, it was pretty it's awesome. It's you and video. Tony doing something yeah. when you're training. Nobody, everybody likes you. We'll watch it. But it's yeah. not like, oh, yo, coach. Yeah. Sick. It's, not, it's exactly. whatever. It's when you take, and this is like I was saying to Juliana, is take people. Look at little groups of people you don't normally see and just watch the role. Catch them doing something the right. You're going to catch stuff in there. And it's that you're going to, they may not even know they did it. But when they see the video, they're going to go, oh shit, look what I did. And they're going to be so damn proud of themselves. Exactly. The other part of that is, I think the mistake a lot of people make, and we could talk social media, we could talk marketing, whatever you want. But a lot of the schools out there that I follow, they put the same picture every time. And the same picture, it's always, look how many students are on the mat. Yeah. We'll do that occasionally because I, I do think social proof is an important thing. Exactly. Like you want to see what your tribe looks like. And 
the more you could see other people doing it, the the lower the barrier of entry is for you mentally. Yeah. Social proof is important. But man, like nobody wants to see it. Nobody cares. That doesn't that doesn't speak to your humanity. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't peak any kind of like resonance with you. What do you really want to see is is up close. You want to see that two-stripe white belt struggling to escape bottom side control. Exactly. And he, holy shit, he did it. He did it. You want to clap in front of your friggin' phone. Exactly. And if it's your buddy, somebody you, you know, what, you're going to you're gonna type. You're going to say, dude, good. Dude, that was awesome. Good fight, fellas. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, important, dude. That's the, uh, I don't know. I don't, Maybe look, this might sound like we're just talking about how to have a better social media. No, reach. it's not at it's all. It's not. No, it's, it's not at all. It's, we're talking about snapshots of what happens here on the mat. Exactly. And, and, I, and that, I like it. Taking a person that you don't always see, you put them on the pedestal. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. And, and, and they certain, deserve it, though. They deserve it, man. I And Chris is one of the guys we were joking when uh, he was walking in on Sunday, or Monday for open mat. He wears the same thing every day of the year when he comes to the class. Yeah, what's that? He's got his black. He's, I don't care if it's five feet of snow. Yeah. He's got his his, his uh, wicking shirt on, his McHugh wicking shirt. And his, well, uh, I, I gave him that because <laughs> after the first six months he's training, he's wearing that that white T-shirt. Yeah. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude put you're killing me, Chris. Here you go. Here's a gift. He wears He comes. And he was this. so, he was like, thanks. Prof- thank you. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a really good guy. Yeah. But he comes rolling in. I swear to God, it's every day he comes rolling in. Snow, blizzard, yeah. rain. He's got his slides on. He's got his board shorts and yeah. his wicking shirt on. And I'm like. Every day he comes in class dressed the same way. I wonder way. if that's like a like a Muslim because he you know he's Muslim. Yeah. That um, Luke does the same thing. Yeah, Luke. It does not matter. He's coming in in his slides, his same shorts. You know. No jacket. No jacket. No, no. It's I'm like it's we got eight feet of hey, snow. Hey, I tip my cap to him. Yeah, good for him. Man. I dig it, dude. I I applaud his his stoicism, his yeah. mental toughness. And it shows you that the time on the mat, how it's paying off, especially because John Luke hits the fireman's carry, and Chris had the uh, innate thought process to immediately crucifix. Crucifix. And they went right to the back, back yeah. triangle. Exactly. I got to tell you, um, you know, we're talking a lot about Chris. I, we'd be remiss to, to overlook Jean Luc's improvement. Substantial improvement. It's substantial. It's really coming together for him. Exactly. I'm proud of him. You'd love to see There was that. a long time there where, um, you know, Jean Luc, if you're sensitive, turn off the uh, podcast. <laughs> you know, when he was like high white belt, yeah. You know, like three, four stripes. He would talk the talk, but he wasn't really walking the walk. Yeah. What What that means is he would tell me he wanted to be an MMA fighter. He wanted to be this competitor, and yeah. you know, he would train, but he wasn't training that that hard. I think as hard as he as maybe as intelligently as he could have trained. Go. And he's a bright guy, very bright. Too guy. smart for his own good. Exactly. And, but on the other side of that, he was coming in late every day and he still does, but yeah. it's, you know, it's less uh, egregious. But man, something changed. It, it was like he responded to poor performances and competition as well as you can hope somebody would. Exactly. He got his butt kicked once, came back stronger. He made some personal mistakes in one, came back smarter. Went out started to put it together for the first time, came back more confident. Yeah. Like he's learning all these little things along stages. the way. And now it's starting to come together. The stages of progress. Oh man, but you don't always see it. No. At least you don't always see it so clearly and quickly. We've seen it. We've uh, seen we've it. seen it. And and uh, you we're proud as hell of him. Yeah. Jean Luc, we're proud of hell of you, man. Yeah. I mean it really is great to see your growth. Because I still remember his first class. Yeah. 
you know, he came in and I think he, you know, as typical came in with the, uh, just the spats on, I think it was, or whatever it was. He came in with a buddy of his, his buddy ne never came back and he stuck around. Yeah. And I, I just remembered a class and he disappeared for a little bit. And then he came back. I think it was because of work. He was uh, working up at Princeton or something like that. But yeah, he dude, back. he was one of those guys. You, like I always say. You never we, know. We, when we do our belt promotions, like I'm giving out a brown belt, I'm like, you never know. It's crazy. You never know who's going to be the next like pillar of your academy. You yeah. never know who's going to quit at six months and never come back. True. Jean-Luc gave all indications that he was going to be one of those guys that kind of fizzled out and fizzled away. Yeah. But, man, we were wrong. Yeah. So, look, still a blue belt. Still a blue so belt. He, could still end up hitchhiking into the <laughs> northern woods of Canada and dying in a bus somewhere of food poisoning. Yeah. That was Sounds weird, like that'd that be a, a great movie. That was like a, a weird kind Sounds of Sounds like a good premise <laughs> for a movie. But, yeah. but you know what I mean, man? He's well on his way to being a pillar of the academy. He's yeah. turned into a really uh, reliable, tough role. He's always a good, tough role. And like we, you know. No, we, he went through the whole. Um, mental crumbling phase, like exactly. the claustrophobia phase. Yeah. And to his and credit. And as a blue belt, he broke through. It's so hard and to do. And that's the progress. To his credit, he he asked us about it. And he was like, you know, what, what do I do? Because this is happening. But he asked in like, you know, his very, uh, I don't know, how. what's a good way to describe the way he speaks? It's very concise. Yes. You know, matter of fact. Yeah. Very scientist-like. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, he asked, and I was like, dude, just let people mount you and, and go through hell and just convince yourself that you're not going to die. You're amongst friends, and, yeah. and the more you do that, the more you can kind of get over it. I'm sure there's still, like, uh, whispers of it because that, that's a tough dragon to slay. Yeah. But, man, he, he's doing well. I'm proud of him. you got to love it. Yeah. And he's always going to give you a tough role, and he's always going to be there, and you know, for the ball breaking and stuff like that. Yeah. And you could bust his stones, and he laughs it off. And, you know, he's – the little brother. He kind of has yeah. the little brother, even though he's five feet taller than me. Yeah. You know, he's got yeah. that little brother thing. He's got a good... And he knows it's from the heart. He's Everything's a good sport. Yeah, he's a great kid. Great kid. And yeah. Chris is really great. Chris is progressing very well, you know. And he's a, just a quiet, just comes in, hey, does his That's stuff. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And he's not afraid, not afraid to get after it. No. Yeah. That's good, man. Who else is doing really well? It's good. I like highlighting the students. It's, it's an oddly... Uh, satisfying thing i guess because we're we look that's that's a wrong way to say it. we're not the ones producing these guys like no. we're not responsible for what they're becoming but we play a role we have a role and it just feels really good when you see somebody like jean-luc and somebody like chris and and really anybody down down the line like yeah. rc man rc inverted the other day yeah yeah like in a live role he inverted like got underneath somebody's legs chihuahua and bolo it's crazy. It's crazy. It's so good to see. And in the same way, maybe it's my old age and my advancing years, but uh, I'm starting to think more and more of like legacy. It, look, it's clear my legacy is not going to be world championships. It's just not going to happen. It's not over yet. Dude, whatever. I'm going to be back out there, and I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Um, but that's even if I do win a friggin' Masters world title, which is far-fetched, but... Doesn't mean I wouldn't make a run. I, it would not define my legacy. No. It never will. At this point, unless I got in a DeLorean, our leg, my legacy, and ours, you know, yeah. it's going to be what we've done for this community. Exactly. And it's like it's really what it's going to be. Is and I will say that I will challenge you to say that that's not more important than winning a master. I agree with you. That's why I've de designed my life this way, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm very uh, self aware of what I can do and what I can't. 
I know for a fact that I can't just fly out to California right now, compete in the Worlds, and win. Yeah. If you give me a couple years to compete and to train and to focus on that, I would give myself a fighting chance. Yeah. Um, there's that. But what I'm really, really good at, what I am world class at, is what we have. Yeah. And look, it's not just the teaching. It's like any, I think a lot of, not anybody, a lot of people can teach. A lot of people can teach the way we do. Some people might teach better than we do. I haven't really seen it yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they're out there. Do, what we do so well is, yeah, we can all teach, but we can we form like this. I don't I don't know military jargon, dude. Here's a good way to talk. I talked about my this uh, on my podcast with my uncle today. You can't be a general without an army. One hundred percent. More accurately, though, you can't be, or more specifically, you can't be a general without like lieutenants, sergeants, and captains. Exactly. You have to you have staff. I mean? Yeah, and the thing I like about what we have is I don't know enough jargon to not call myself a general. I'm not the general. There's no general here. We have more decentralized command. True. So so what would be the military? Well, you're still the leader. What does Jocko do when they're killing people? Uh, He's... (laughs) He's tactical, man. He's but doing what, planning, what's his like title? Tactical planning. He was the um, like a platoon. I think he was commander. the OIC. He was a platoon, platoon commander. OIC. It all depends on where you're at. But he was. So he they, was. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, we all know what a general does. They sit in the bunker and they they point to where everybody goes and yeah. dies, and then everybody listens to him. That's not what we have here. I'm on, I'm boots on the ground with you guys, yeah. and I'm re- very receptive to your input. Yeah. We do a lot of things together, and yeah. when we move, we move as a group. We move as a group. Like, and, it, and you take the input of people. Yeah. Your staff. Isn't that a little more like like what like You're a little seal a, platoon? I always would be put doing? it like this. Yes, I always put it. You in this. People in listening to this are going to be like, "What a conceited, crazy bass." I'm not saying I'm Jacko. No, I'm not saying I'm. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Because we know you're way better than him. No, yeah, totally. He tells us to tell you guys that. No, to, I, you've heard me say it before. You're the commanding. It's officer. on the. It's on the whiteboard. It's right on the right I underneath. I am better than Jocko. Right underneath. And it says Please, read here. Read here. Read here, or you're fired. Um, the disclaimer we have before every podcast, but <clears throat> the idea is this: is you're the commanding officer of this command, McHugh Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Is the command. Well, I got to make certain decisions. Exactly. You're the commanding. I don't like officer. the idea of commanding. I don't like commanding. True. But you know what? You don't have to. You don't have to like it. You just got to do it. All right. I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because this is your ship and you're running it. Right. But I let's just be very upfront. And I think the more Jocko is in the, you know what really opened my eyes to the truth of, of whatever you want to call it, leadership and military is it's almost reluctant in that, um, you know, Jocko's extreme ownership, everything is his fault. And yes. He, you know, he's got to be the one to make the decisions and blah, blah, blah. But uh, before that, like growing up, you have this this idea that leadership makes all these blind decisions Doesn't with no consequences. Either. And it goes down the chain all the way down to the poor guys who have to enact it. Yep. And then Jocko comes along and I, I think clears things up for people like me who are not in the know. And you realize, you know what? It's very akin to me growing up in the dojo at my uncle's. And one of the things he would always say when he was teaching the advanced class, the adult class, which, you know, I was lucky enough to take part in. He would always say, you know, we'd be like doing some torture. We'd be in like a low horse stance. And yeah. We want to die, but he wouldn't stop yapping, which was, you know, calculated. But he would always say like, you know, I'm not like the teacher. I'm, I'm the. So that's where you got that from? Yeah. We're, yeah. I didn't make that up. <laughs> no, no. The reason being is. 
there's time where you're teaching something and I'm uh, underneath you and I'm going. You have a, my shoulder in your Well, toe. not even that, but that sternum, like, right. Yeah, I'm just trying to <laughs> split your sternum in half with mine. Um, but he would always say, like, we're classmates. Yeah. That's the dynamic here. We're classmates. It just so happens I'm the senior student. Exactly. So I'm as the senior student, I have the responsibility to teach. That's to, true. And that's true, and that served me incredibly well. And it, it's, it's really, I, I think... Uh, Made the dynamic of all our relationships. I, like when I say ours, I mean us, like yeah. me and you, me and Tony, Scatino, the guys, those very that very tight nucleus, that has really helped that dynamic. And in turn, does what? Helps the students. Yeah. Everybody benefits, yeah. man. And it is I, I guess you could kind of say you're I guess if we look at it in the Jackaway, you're the platoon commander. But it takes your lieutenants. I think it was a lieutenant commander, uh, when he was the platoon commander. So then you have your lieutenants. Tony, Battle, myself, uh, you know, Alan, Scatino, Rich, yeah. Coach Al. So you don't just what, what's below a lieutenant? Uh, you got ensigns and lieutenant JGs and stuff like that. I so you got a, an ensigns a zero one. A, uh, which what is, about when does like sergeant come into play or like that's captain? A, that's enlisted. So that's the thing is the black keys is your office your officers. Yes. All right. Underneath but, that, but let's be very clear. All you guys in a black ear are not equal. No. And you have levels. Like, I have my top line, and, and it's not the bottom line, but there are guys that are sub. Yes. Right? Yeah. Working their way towards but that. But everybody has the role. Everybody's embraced that role. But everybody's also willing to say, hey, you know, Coach Al says, hey, have you thought about this? I mean, hell, you had Coach Al show uh, the, uh, 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 yeah, Megan a technique. Yeah, called him in off the bench. That's the beauty of it. Dude, I'm so glad I have the opportunity to do that. It's um I, I gotta be honest, if it if it were like five or six years ago, maybe more, maybe like seven or eight years ago, I probably would have just switched it up and bullshit. If you don't know how I'm teaching advanced class and we're we're working on brand new stuff. Yeah. Like some of the stuff we saw like uh Craig Jones doing. And uh I'm entering on the leg and uh I couldn't hit the 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 angle. I was doing it wrong. Yeah. I was doing it wrong. I tried a couple times right while I'm teaching class. So I'm like, guys. Al, get in here. Yeah. Al's going to do it. And, you know, Al taught it, and, like, I kind of pointed out a couple of the highlights that we had to do, but it, it's kind of liberating to have that type of relationship with a guy like Al, yes. one of my senior students, one of my coaches, but more importantly, having that, I don't have to worry about my persona with my students. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's liberating. It I don't is. have to act like I know it all. And I at the end of the class, I'm like, guys, we're learning this together. Exactly. You know, and this it, is it, another example of us being classmates. That's huge in the sense that everybody realizes that one, and this is above you, that jujitsu is forever growing. And to be able to know every detail of every technique is merely impossible. Dude, if I wait until I mastered all this new stuff to present it to you guys, we're gonna be passing the guard. We're gonna be too far behind. Close guard. No, we're gonna be too far behind. Exactly. You exactly. know, if like if I, because it, it takes how long to master something to make it a part of you. 10,000 hours, right? Well, I mean, at That's this just point, to be good at, it, at least a, a ton of reps. Yes. And we've got a lot of moving parts here. And, and you know, we could dive into Matakis's favorite thing of, like, the Sylvia Plath uh, fig tree where as you look at, like, all the figs represent uh, options and opportunities and different courses your life can take. Mm -hmm. And when you pluck one, like, oh, I'm going to do this. The other ones start to wither and die. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, I wanted that. And you, you don't get to pick all the figs. The same in jiu-jitsu, especially when you're running the school. Yeah. There, there are all these different figs on the tree. <laughs> Examples being 
uh, developing the fundamentals curriculum, making sure that there's a smooth transition between kids level one and level two, welcoming new students into the academy, making sure all the back office processes are working properly, uh, making sure all the geese and stuff are coming in at yeah. the right time, making sure that all the staff guys know how everything is worked. Those are only a few of dozens and dozens more. And my point being, all amidst that madness, I'm still a martial artist. Yes, in you're fact, still learning. In fact, a big reason I'm doing this is so I could train, <laughs> so I could do jujitsu because I love it. So the whole idea that kind of self-serving. That's and I'm fine. Proud of you for that's it. fine, you dude. <laughs> look, guys, guys, there's never going to come a time where I don't love this. And yes. if you ever figure out that I don't, if that is the feeling you get. You fire me. It's yeah. time to go. Go somewhere else. I don't see that. Go to the Klingon ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No. But anyway, like, I could focus on the fig of just my personal growth and, and watching all the Danaher stuff. The, one Danaher video is 18 hours. Yeah. It takes an hour and a half to watch how he does a knee bar. <laughs> all right? I have children. Yeah. <laughs> don't have the time. So, you know, we're staying abreast of this stuff as best we can, as fast as we can. But... uh Within reason. Yeah. And that's the beauty, like we talked about uh, how many times just when Marigali burst onto the scene. We dove into that We stuff, dove man. into that so deep, yeah. and we were all learning at the same time. We did it. That night I showed you guys yeah. that X lapel, that Delaheva X lapel thing. Yep. I was learning it. Yes. Guess what? Here's a little secret. I had my phone on the ledge. Yes. And I had the 15-second clip of him doing it on the ledge. <laughs> and back then I, I kind of still had to – I didn't have to. I think I was just conditioned to present it as though – I have mastered. Look at what yeah. I have mastered. Yeah. Now it's like, guys, this is in the lab. Like, we're still kind of figuring this out. Yeah. Let's figure it out. A lot of this stuff is. The like cool that. thing is in the advanced classes now is like, we'll get, I'll get the basic, you know, movement. I'll show it to you guys. We'll start drilling it. I'll see eight or nine groups doing like a couple things the same way, maybe wrong, having trouble. So what happens to my understanding of the technique? Gross. Deepens, sharpens. Yeah, it's deeper. Freeze. And then, of course, somebody goes, damn it, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we bring it back in because Russ messed up. And then it gets sharper, sharper, sharper. Exactly. By the end of the week, it's in the academy. It's part of our, like, you know, toolbox. Yeah. And you start seeing it more and more and more. It's a beautiful everybody. thing. And that only works, you know, the, the approach that we have, it only works when we're all willing to, like, learn together. You have to be willing. You have to. Look, you have to. You can't, you can't walk in and think that you know everything. You have to be self-aware enough to realize. But dude, in martial arts, what especially other martial arts, yeah, are notorious for what? <laughs> the McDojo yeah, the fake McDojo, master fake that master. knows. Like, look, man, I could show you how to like punch, but the, I'll put a, a six-inch hole in your chest, and yeah. I can't be I responsible. I don't want to kill you, dude. My hands are registered just, weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I move, I have to register my hands. Did as, you have to the, register as a black belt with the FBI? Yeah, I've had to register my legs and my on my hands. <laughs> Because the triangles. <laughs> That's hilarious. Insanity, yeah. dude. That is. But I, I think, I, I really think that um, you never you never come off as if you know it all and that you're always willing to learn because we see it and we hear it. Oh, did you see that on, you know, Fight to Win or Who's Number One? We we're watching this. That's amazing. And we start yeah. breaking it down. That's imperative to not just your growth, but our growth, yeah, and that's 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 a beautiful thing. And the other thing that you're you're willing to accept a technique. It could have been somebody from, I don't know, tenth planet Toledo. You're saying you like, it sounds like you're talking about me. 
but it's not. No, it's you not just us. you. It's but us. But just let's be very clear. Yeah. Like, it's us. I, I was saying you in the sense that yeah, we, It's never me, though. It's but us. But you in the sense that, especially when it came to the Marigali, it was something. Yeah. And it's showing that one... Well, dude, receptive. back then, you guys still sucked. This was a few sure. years ago. You guys were awful. You know, and I like yeah. he was playing De La Hiva, so it just kind of matched up perfectly. Yeah. And you're there. But now, dude, too. like we're all pretty damn close. Yeah. There's a lot of parody. Yeah. Right? There's like meaning was it P A R I T Y instead of P A R O D Y. Parody meaning like uh we're all getting pretty equal, yes. man. Like the cool thing about jujitsu is you there's no ceiling, right? But your rate of of improvement can not plateau, but yeah. slow. So the lower you are in your like the earlier on in your journey you are, obviously you're poised for meteoric growth, yes. exponential uh, skill acquisition. Exactly. I'm not like by any means towards the end of my career. No. But man, the last few years I've gotten way better than I ever have. But it's kind of gotten to the point where for me to make like big jumps in my skill, I've got to put in a, like a disproportional amount of work than yes. a blue belt would have to. exactly that makes sense right like your your skill growth bar is here and you know the more room you have the less work it, t- it takes to fill that room it's true it's true it i i guess you can this is going to sound maybe awkward did that make any friggin' sense it does because in my head i see graphs and like it's like that picture from that meme from uh, i'm looking at the graph myself. yeah like all the numbers are yes, flying by flying by but it's true and it's if you I, I guess we could look at it like this. If you get a bodybuilder, when he's or somebody that's lifting weights, yeah, very early on, man, the first six months, and all you have to do is three sets of ten bench press, yeah, and some deadlifts, you, and you start putting on some size, yeah, and hopefully you're doing squats. What's that? What, uh huh. That's when you reach over to pick your uh, phone up. It's off not like the when floor. you go potty, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you see your your most growth. In the first six months, yeah, and and after the easy and the, and easiest. the easiest growth. It's just because your body was not doing it before. Yeah, now you throw in all this stuff. Your body's like, wow, wow. Then you plateau. Right. Then you hit that the well, proverbial. And so wall. how do you get through that wall? You got to change things up. You got to find weight. another way to uh, create more growth. Right. You know how do you do that? You change things up. You can't just do three sets of ten. And generally, it's just you add more weight. And in jujitsu, it would, it would be you train harder. You train harder. That's one one way of many. One way. Another way would be you know you just get out of your more. comfort zone. Yeah, you drill more. You train yeah. with other people. Exactly. There are a lot of different ways to you know. One of my favorite metaphors that Andrew Ecker loves so much is there's a cabin in the woods. I used this in class one time. He's looking at me like, "What the hell are you saying? You sound like a pedophile." <laughs> but there's like a cabin in the woods. <laughs> And inside the cabin is is treasure. I'm glad you said treasure. Treasure, a treasure okay. chest. All right, and there's four windows. All right, and there's somebody inside protecting the treasure. <laughs> and he can only shut one window at a time, right? So he shuts all the windows. You start opening one. He shuts that. You run around. You open one. Yeah. You're you can find an open window, right? Like he can only shut yeah. so many, and eventually you can get in there. Likewise. Whether it's a guard pass or a submission, there are different windows of opportunity. And the same thing applies to skill acquisition and, you know, yeah. being a creepy old man in the woods, apparently. <laughs> well, evidently, uh, we know that uh, Ecker's got Jack, yeah, I, who's in I there think, being think, a total uh, jerk to his dad. Right. No, but when I was saying that, I think I struck a chord with Ecker. <laughs> I think he might have a thing with uh, shacks of treasure in the woods. I'll ask him about it. 
But anyway, dude, the reason I brought that up is because there's a lot more parity now. And uh, our core group of guys, we share a lot of skill sets and we share a, a lot of abilities and it makes training so much better. Whereas not too long ago, and I'm not trying to sound conceited, but there was a big skill gap between me and you guys. And that gap is gone. It's great. I love it. And uh, it allows our approach to presenting jujitsu to our students to change in that it's much easier now and much more um, acceptable, I would say, to present it in a way that we're all learning together. Mm -hmm. Whereas not too long ago, I was clearly like the expert and yeah. you guys were here to learn. I didn't like that. We It wasn't even the truth back then. It just looked that way yeah. in some respects. Like you guys, you know, in some respects, you guys were really lacking. But we, well, I mean, like, it, well, it's true. We start off, Tony and I were freaking blue belts. Much blue belts. Yeah. We were the senior Crappy students blue belts. Here. We're branded. Yeah. We were pretty you much. You guys were terrible blue belts, and I was a terrible black belt. Well, I wouldn't say nah, dude, Look, Subpar. I can't even watch those videos anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's true. Look, it's true. Let's not go off on a tangent, but no. it's true that you really don't start learning until you get your you get your black belt, and you're like, oh man, I'll let you know. It's blue belt all over. <laughs> you're like, and then a year after getting your black belt, you're like, oh, okay, that's how you do a shrimp. You know what's funny? Oh, when um, shout out to Professor Miguel when he was here and he said it, I was like, it's just more proof. Yeah, but he said it. With way more passion and more like spicy blood than I say it. Well, it's got a little, 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 little spice. spice to it. But it was good, and it, it just reinforced what you had said, you know. And and it's not that we didn't trust you, but when you kind of hear it, you go, "Oh wow, it's a thing. Yeah. It's definitely a thing," you know. The and truth is, in a lot of ways, we were always learning together, right? And and a exactly. big part of that was. It was the first time I had, and Ricardo always said this, said this to me, when I thought I was getting real big for my britches and I was such a good instructor, he was like, look, man, when you open your own school, you still don't know how to teach an advanced program. He didn't say an advanced class. Yes. Anybody can teach an advanced class. You just go out there and teach some stuff, some yes. high-level stuff. What he meant was you don't know how to like – um, like Curate this cura thing. Yeah, curate the advanced curriculum, how to like – mold a group of senior students and yeah. and how to there's a word i'm looking for i'm missing it what would it be nurture is not the right word build up that's a stupid word true but um, i'm a simple man <laughs> yeah. uh but anyway like he was right yeah. once you don't really learn how to do it till you start doing it your ability to think long term and have those long winding skill developments that are linked there's co co cohesion yeah coherence over the long haul and that's what we ended up doing. And that was me learning along with you guys. But now it's we're literally learning the same techniques at the same time. True. It's fun. I, you see, I like you it. See that. It is awesome. It's awesome to see that uh, we're along on the ride with you. Dude, the only difference now between me and y'all, like the staff, like you guys, the high level guys, is I got to make the freaking decisions. True. That's it. Yeah. But that's my dream. My dream has become a reality. And that's awesome. You know, like you guys really have filled the void. You know of the purple circle. Yeah. You know, like obviously, like they. And that, they, I, I could tell you that uh, when they hear this, that 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 means a lot because I know no, how much dude, that meant to you. Look, we sp you and I especially we spend a lot of time together. True. And you know that's we, we hang out all, outside the academy a whole lot. You can't get rid of me. Yeah, dude. Every time I come in, <laughs> you, know, you, want to, you text me. Every you want to record. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> I wanted to have Scatino on today, but I got friggin' Pete again. <laughs> Um, but obviously the dynamic is different because we didn't come up together in True. that sense. Yeah. 
right? It's the same way that like your dynamic with your friends from high school are different than your friends from college. Yeah. Um, but we did come up in a different sense. We started the school together. Yeah. We grew the school together and we're, we're chasing these lofty dreams together. Together. In a lot of ways, that is similar to what happened with the Purple Circle. Yeah. And I appreciate the hell out of you guys for it. And it's really cool that to realize that that's where we're on, we are now. And, it, you know, it's good that, you know, I got hurt a bunch. It kind of gave you guys some time to catch, <laughs> to up, catch and, up. But that's where we're at. I that's love it. That's the, um, I don't know, I was trying to think. That's where you see where we've grown as an academy. And as academy, I use the academy as a whole. The as, tribe. The tribe. The tribe. As man. one, you know, it's because obviously in the beginning it was it was you. And in the sense that. Teaching. Teaching. You were teaching. It right. was, you know. It was me. And you know who my assistant instructor was? Melissa. It was Melissa. Melissa. It wasn't even Tony for a it while. Not, yeah, not for a while. And I remember when he got that patch. I think it was in November of that year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, that was it, man. That was, that was a big day. I, I'll be honest with you. I was like, I'm like, I want to wear that freaking patch. Yeah. I want that. I only had like three of them though. Yeah, I know. So you had to give a couple to the kids and then one to two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it, you know, at that time it was, look, sure. I probably wasn't ready for it, but uh, I was always, you know, when you, when, when you went away, I think it was your bachelor party and you left the, I was teaching the Friday, then two Saturday classes. Dude, me and, and Melissa were just talking about this. <laughs> I tell you what, man, it was... I was so nervous. Yeah. I was like, because she, she said the kids line up and then you looked at her and you could, she was like, I could see in his face. It was just all gone. <laughs> like you didn't even know how to bow in. I sat there and I, I said it to Gene because it was Gene and Melissa, me and Gene and or Professor Gene yeah. and Melissa helping me. And uh, I can remember saying I was more afraid of the kids than the adults because right. the kids will chew you oh, up. Dude, and they spit give it. They, they offer no quarter. None. If they smell blood in the water, you are done, dude. But after I got done that weekend, I was like, I, I, I want to do this. Yeah, first one's always this. the hardest. It is the hardest. And it was tough. It's been a couple times where I was sitting on the bench in the front for an advanced no-gi class. You're like, hey, I, I, you know, something popped up. I can't make it in. Can you teach? And I'm looking at my phone going, oh. class is in five minutes. What am I going to do? And you send me a picture of the eye in the sky. Yeah. Would you answer me? I see you there. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. I don't yeah. know what to do. Just show the cool stuff. thing is now it's like I'm finally the, and I used to say it all the time. I don't say it anymore because I don't want to jinx myself. But I would present a lot of this stuff to like Tony and even when you came on board, I'd be like, guys, if I get hit by a bus, like you got to be able to do this, this, yeah. and this. When I get hit by a bus, you got to, you know, <laughs> try not to get hit by a bus. I'm trying, but now we're finally at a point where if I get hit by a bus, hit by a bus, not much really changes. Yeah. You know, it's just somebody else has to order the geese. You guys can fill in no problem. Yeah. Which means I'll probably get hit by a bus today. Don't you do it, baby. I, I hope I don't. <laughs> but, man, it's been a long, fun road. I don't know how the hell we got down there. I don't think any of this was on that board. No. <laughs> so, anyway, Dave, we covered a lot. I forget most of it. I do know for a fact that we solved the interplanetary war between um, the Klingons and the mothership. That's pretty much it. And, uh, you know, we're the Enterprise, man. We're the good guys. We'll so always good. be the good guys. And uh, that's it for today, huh? That's good. We'll talk next week, I guess. All right, guys. Take care. See you guys. Have a good one.